Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. I, uh, with thousands of others, will be hitting the streets of Dublin tomorrow night for a run in the dark. I am utterly petrified about it. It's been about eight years since I have done anything like this. But uh, Kieran Cuddy from The Hard Shoulder is always telling me to get involved in running events. It'll motivate you. It'll you know, push you on. Uh, so if it doesn't go well, I'm fully blaming Kieran. Uh, but I can also blame my fitness tracker because the Apple Watch on my left wrist has been motivating me and pushing me to do those extra few kilometres every single day. But are they a good thing? And are they a true guide to your fitness level? At Andrew Moore, aka the Fitness Goose, is with me now. Andrew, how are you? Hello, Jess. How you doing? I hope you're enjoying the um the lovely windy day we're having. Oh, look, I, I can guarantee you I will not be going for a run today. I went out yesterday and the slippiness of the footpads with the leaves everywhere is just not the one. It's not ideal. No, it makes it definitely a little bit challenging for tomorrow night for the people who want to go do the um, the run in the dark. But hopefully with the... Um, it's very built up around that part of Dublin, so hopefully people can avoid the wind and still run a little bit quick. Yeah, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Um, but I wanted to chat to you because I always see yourself and Kieran on the L Instagram tagging each other and motivating each other along. And I love that sort of running community that's built up. But me being the awkward soul that I am, I just go with myself and my Apple Watch and that's the, that's the extent of it. Um, I have a bit of a complicated history with wearables and I'll go into that in a second. But from the, the outset, would you be in favour of fitness trackers in terms of a motivational tool? One, 100%. Now, there are two sides to the story because there are some people who will get obsessed with the data and the data can be too much and it can make them a little bit panicked about what's going on with their training. Mm-hmm. But for me, from my side, I'm a running coach and I'm working with people and we use predominantly data to train people because I'm working with people who I might not even see because um, they're based in different parts of the country. So having that data is very important. But then in the end, when we have all these running watches and tech and wearables, you have to understand what information you're going to get from the data. So for me, it's completely essential for me to help make people achieve goals, look at milestones. But it'd be good to hear about your complicated history with wearables. Yeah, it's funny. So I obviously am the tech correspondent. So part of my job is to review all of these devices that come in. And, uh, you know, up until this year, basically, I wasn't that fit. And so when I was wearing the latest Fitbit or the latest Garmin or whatever it was, I found myself getting kind of down because I was getting these notifications buzzing on my wrist saying, Oi, you haven't moved in six hours or you've only done 2,000 steps and your target is 8,000 or 10,000. What's wrong with you? And I actually found it was demotivating me. And I just thought, do you know what? This is such an uphill battle. I don't think I'm going to get to the stage where this little wearable is going to be happy with me. Yeah, I think there's, there, there's, there's sometimes there's two issues here that people can go through. is They invest money in an in expensive watch or expensive wearable. They set the watch up. And then what happens is the watch sometimes may ask the person, what do you want to achieve and how fast do you want to achieve it? And because we spent, many on this, uh, we spent much money on this device, we're very keen to get the goal set up as fast as possible. And sometimes you'll find this happening. This isn't exactly a wearable, but there's an application called MyFitnessPal, mm-hmm. where people would use an iron if they're trying to maybe lose weight or trim up for, for next year. And the application asks people the same questions. How fast do you want to lose weight? What do you want to do? And generally it gives people sometimes on occasion an unambitious goal. So then if you set the goals up incorrectly from the start, 
then you're already chasing yourself if you've lost the motivation that you might have had in the first one or two weeks. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's funny. So the key difference, I think, this time around, because I have built up my fitness this year and I'm feeling really good. And I actually think the key difference for me is that this time I wasn't getting fit to lose weight. I was doing it because it's good for my brain to go out and run and it shuts me down entirely. And so when I started, I wasn't focused on, you know, getting back into a size 10 pair of jeans or I wasn't focused on, you know, trying to do a 10K in 25 seconds or whatever it was. It was just running because I felt good when I ran. And then bit by bit, you know, the fitness and whatever else has come as a part of that. Is is there, I suppose, method to my madness in approaching it that way? Or is it better to have a specific goal? No, 100%. It's good to have performance-based goals that are more often not aesthetic. I mean, the fitness industry is surrounded by, maybe, maybe not recently, but in the last 10, 15 years, where fitness was about maybe getting biceps, having abs and looking fit. But now we'll see in the last five, ten years, it's changing now where people are starting to focus on mental health, getting out, having frequency of their training and enjoying their training. And then you'll even see that with the likes of this year or maybe the last couple of years, a lot of people are getting more into things like trail running. Mm. And the benefits sometimes people like about going trail running as opposed to road running is if you're out in a trail, the terrain is much more unpredictable you have to go up down the weather can change things and because of that unpredictability people actually i don't want to say they can get confused about their pace but they're very unaware is this pace good is this pace bad so therefore when you go out onto the hills you kind of forget more about what the watch is telling you and more you kind of work off effort or feel and just achieving the daily goal and for some people that's a better way to approach their, their running emissions or even their fitness emissions. Yeah, like I, I definitely have, uh, because in the past, you know, when I, when I ran many years ago, I was that person of trying to shave 0.5 seconds off my time. And I, I was very, I suppose, suckered in by the gamification of it and, you know, wanting to beat my time every day and whatever. Now I just go out and I do whatever I feel like I need to do. And I really enjoy it. Uh, but I do think not being, uh, uh, I suppose, entrapped by the stats has been a good thing for me personally. But when I do look at my stats, you know, should you focus on the distance or the pace or, you know, it, it, what's the best target to have that's not going to, um, I suppose, get you down if you if you don't surpass it? Oh, it's still, it's still, it's still person to person. Sometimes I like to use this kind of bank bank account argument that if you're running and you're running well and you've had a good run, you probably go back to maybe your Strava account, your Nike account, your your Garmin account. You think, okay, I did really well today. I want to see how good I was doing. But in the moments where maybe Christmas might come around or you've went on holiday and you haven't been training, you tend to not want to look at, let's say, the bank balance of what's going on with your body. Mm-hmm. But it's always good to record that history of data. I think a lot more people are going to be using their history of data maybe to see where they were, not last week, but where they were maybe one year ago to put a comparison to what they were doing. Mm-hmm. The data still, it really, it, it really is important because it can track your information regarding like heart rate, um, uh, pace and distance and these things these things are important but, but, and it still comes down to each individual person what their goal is we have for example we'll train some people in, in, in my um, group 
and their primary goals is maybe to just achieve a 10k run or the primary goal is to do the fastest 10k or the primary goal is just to have three workouts a week to have enough creativity complexity simplicity so they feel that they are achieving their weekly goal but then there's a progression in what they want to do so even though you're noting there that you enjoy just going out and not focusing on the time i still always think that anyone who wants to achieve something regarding health or fitness or progression they may need at certain points many challenges just to test that are they trying to grow things in the body to mm. make them better better what they're doing because e- even with easy running if you keep running easy but then you go into let's say a five or a 10k event nice and you go re- uh, tomorrow nice yeah and you go really really fast your body might get a little bit of a shock so it definitely will i can tell you <laughs> yeah but and it's 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 important to expose yourself to let's say the specificity of what's going to happen in tomorrow night's event. Okay, okay. Well, look, I'll keep you in the loop. Uh, if you've any other words of wisdom, or if anyone else is taking part, and you maybe want to run in sol- I say run, waddle in solidarity with me through the streets of Dublin. Uh, please do drop me a WhatsApp oh eight seven fourteen hundred one zero six. Andrew, aka Fitness Goose, thank you so much for joining us here on News Talk. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.